Hello, you guys, and thank you so much for tuning in to Behold His Hands. I'm your host, April Floyd. I hope that your week has been filled with love. I hope that your week has been filled with joy. I hope that your week has been filled with God's promises that only He could keep. But if not, keep holding on. Your change is on the way. This week, you know... I'm going to have to let you guys know. So in my mind, in my thought process, um, I had one topic. I was like, okay, yes, Lord, that that's going to be good. That's I like that. I like that, you know, because I, like I tell you guys, I always pray and say, Lord, okay, what do we need to talk about? Who is it that we need to reach? Even if it's just one, who is it, Lord? And, you know, in your flesh, your state of mind, you know, you like... I feel like, you know, we can be on a softer tip because, you know, for the past few episodes, I feel like I've been, the Lord has just allowed me to be a little hard and, you know, I'm like, no, we're going to come a little soft this week, but this is not the time to be soft, you know, lovable, but stern. So this week, um, I was actually, uh, you know, as I was preparing, but then I have Bible study with my kids at home and the Lord took me to a very familiar story because we've been talking about, of course, David, the, the mighty David, and he took me to the book of first Samuel chapter 17. And of course, everybody knows the story about David and Goliath, but When you really read the story, when I tell you that it like it jumps off the pages and the story comes to life, we're going to dive into that today. So I would really like for you guys, if you are busy right now, if you are doing some things um, that you cannot sit and really think about or meditate with the Lord, turn me off right now. Because like I said, it's not about the ratings. It's not about who's listening. My heart is really for the one. Because we're living in a time where the body of Christ really needs to hear the word of the Lord. So without further ado, before we get started, get relaxed. Grab your Bible. I don't want you to go by what I just say. If you have your Bible, hopefully a handheld Bible. That way we can have Bible study together. But while you're getting that together, here's a word for our sponsor. Real work, real income, real opportunity. Hello, Behold His Hands listeners. I am Laquita Wallace, owner of Caltech, an independent business owner through the Arise Network. Would you love to make your own hours, have unlimited income opportunities working from home? Well, this is a company for you. We have some of the leading Fortune 500 clients who are in need of our support. We provide informational training, certification, and constant support to help you be successful. So whether you're looking for holiday part-time or full-time business opportunity, The income limits are up to you. There's no experience needed, but you must have an amazing worth ethic. 
If you're serious about legit work from home opportunities, then contact us today. Visit our website at calltext.com. That's K-A-L-L-T-E-C-H-S.com and get registered now. All right, so welcome back. Um, I hope you were able to get some things kind of settled down while we kind of dive into this. Of course, um, we're coming from 1 Samuel chapter 17. Of course, I'm not going to read the entire chapter to you guys. I'm not going to do that. But I definitely wanted to point out some key things that really stood out to me because, you know, here I am, like I told you in the beginning, one part of me had something else and I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. But it's like the Lord just set it up. So, you know, even just reading um, a story with my children and, and talking to them, you know, about David and Goliath. And although you guys, we have heard the story numerous of times, there are a lot of people who have heard the story of David and Goliath and there's so many things that you can actually get from this story. It seems like every time you read it, something new can jump out at you. That's just how uh, awesome this story is. But just to kind of um, elaborate on the story of David and Goliath, you know, of course, in the beginning, you know, David is the son of Jesse out of eight sons, and he is somebody who is small, pretty much somebody who is looked over. And, you know, I can definitely be transparent. Like I told, you know, my children, you know, when I was young, you know, not saying that I didn't have a good home life or anything like that. But it's like I was looked over, not by my mom or anything like that, but just by people in general. And I always tried to be a people pleaser because I wanted everybody to like me. I wanted everybody to um, see me. So at a young age, you know, in your mind, you're thinking, oh, my goodness, what can I do to get people to like me? Um and it was hard. It was definitely hard. Even in my um, early adult years, the same thing, that spirit just taunted me to where, you know, I was looked over. And looking at David and how, you know, his dad, you know, hey, go out there with the sheep. You're the keeper of the sheep. That's what you're going to do. And David did what he was supposed to do not knowing that he was going to be anointed king. And so here it is in chapter 17 where, you know, at this time, his older brothers, you know, out of eight kids, the three oldest um, actually followed Saul to battle. So here they are about to go up to war with the Philistines. And you can just imagine the Philistines, you know, warriors and, you know, killers, you know, who, who, prey on the weak, who stump on the small, and these huge Philistines, and all of a sudden here is a one, a, a Goliath that comes out, almost like, where in the world did he come from? And the thing that, you know, although I've read the story so many times and even heard about it so many times, you know, Goliath picked, he toned it the Israelites. He toned it. He he 
played on them. He played on their emotions. He told them that you were weak, that, you know, send somebody out. And if, you know, if I kill them, knowing that he would kill them, you know, he said, you're going to be my servants. You're going to serve me. You're going to, you know, do what we tell you to do. And here it is. Israel, the, you know, the Saul, king of Israel, who have these army men behind him. And I can only imagine the state of fear that he was in. You are a king and you're afraid. And that's just how we are sometimes. Sometimes, you know, things come our way and, you know, on the outside, we pay, we, we put on a good persona. We play the part of, oh, I got this. I got this. But on the inside, you're scared. You're afraid and you don't know what you're going to do and you don't know how this is going to pan out and you call it on Jesus, but it seemed like he's not answering fast enough. And not only that, it's almost like you, you let God be your second choice, your second option. What you try to do is let me see if I can fix it myself. What can I do? What can I get done out of doing this? And we as the body of Christ have to understand that the battle is not ours, but it belongs to the Lord. And you know, I understand that some people are going through some things that has probably slapped you in the face. And right now you are staring your Goliath in the face. And it's bigger than you. It's stronger than you as it appears. Right now you feel like, oh my goodness, Lord, how am I going to get out of this? How am I going to conquer this? But you got to remember that you will never be defeated. That's if you got the Lord on your side. Now, if you don't have him on your side, you might get bumps and bruises and some scrapes. And you might fall and it might take you a while to get back up. But even if you do have the Lord on your side and you have to go through some bumps and scrapes, when you get back up again, and like I said, when you get back up again and you dust yourself off, you can continue to move forward and continue to fight this thing. But what I wanted to get to, if you look, um, chapter 17, even starting at verse 45, it says, then David to the Philistines, thou comest with me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. So your enemy may be cussing you out in your face. Your enemy may be looking at you up and down like, what you gonna do now? I got you pent up against the wall. Your children are acting out of order. Your job is not showing you the respect that you need. You're not even getting paid what you're worth. Your house is not in order. Your bills are caving in. What you gonna do? David said, I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, 
who thou hast defiled. So although you may be picking at me right now, I'm coming with you with the name of the Lord. His name alone is great. His name alone is worthy to be praised. His name alone. It says this day will the Lord deliver thee into thine hand and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee. So I'm telling you this day, this day, you going to win this. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Thank you, Lord. Regardless of what you go through, regardless, you going to win this thing. I'm reading. This is the word of God. I'm t- I told you to get your Bibles because this is the word of God. It says this day. Will the Lord deliver thee into thine hand, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee. I'm taking back everything that the enemy stole from me. My children, my home, my husband, my wife, whoever, I'm taking it back. And I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. You guys, there is a bomb. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. There is a bomb. He's good like that. He's good like that. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He's good like that. He said, and all this assemble shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. And it came to pass when the Philistines arose and came and drew nigh to, to meet David. That David haste and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. You run to that thing. You don't back down. You you going with the name of the Lord. You got. If God be for us, who can be against us? Who? The devil is a liar. Who said that you wasn't more than a conqueror? My word says, I am more than a conqueror. Who told you that you wasn't a royal priesthood? My Bible tells me that I'm a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. This is where you have to know your inheritance, what belongs to you. What belongs to you? A cattle, a cattle on a thousand hills. It belongs to you. And it says, and David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it. You got to use the word of God against what you are going through. So if you are going through you know, something going on in your mind and you can't be stabled. That's when you got to pull out the word of the Lord and said, he, he keeps me in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. That's where you fight. That's what that, you know, because we're fighting the wrong thing. We're wanting to fight 
with our mouth. We want to, to use words that God didn't give us to use. He said a soft word. You know, it, it, it turns away the wrath. It turns away wrath. When you feel like you just got to say what you got to say, that you got to have the last word, the devil is a liar. Shut up. Fight, fight with, with the word of the Lord. Get into a place where you say, you know, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Lord, you said that I was the head and not the tail. I was above and not beneath. You said, when we get into the place to where we know who God is, I, Goliath, must fall. It will fall. You know, now some things don't get me wrong. We have to be able to take charge of ourselves. You know, some things he gives like, okay, you should be able to handle this. But then there are things that you are fighting in the spiritual world that only God can get you out of. You know, I'm going to be transparent. Um, A few years ago, you know, we struggled financially. I mean, when I tell you, you guys, we had holes in our bags where you put a dollar in, it just falls right out. You know, it just falls right out. And, you know, I was like, Lord, how in the world can we get to where, you know, we don't struggle like this? And, you know, of course, you have to pay your tithes. You have to pay your tithes. You give, you know, you render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, but you give unto God what is God. And so, you know, I paid our tithes, you know. But before that, you know, I never forget it was a time where I didn't pay my tithes. Let me kind of backpedal a little bit. We didn't pay our tithes. And I never forget I had used our tithe money to pay a bill because why? That bill collector was taunting me. It was picking at me. It was it was throwing me underneath the bus. My credit was dropping faster than what you can think of fast is. And it was just, it was difficult. You know, here I am not too long into marriage, maybe three, four years maybe. And here we are with a, a baby and, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, you know, chips to chips. You know, it it was it was like that. And I never forget I took our tithe money and I paid the bill. And me and my husband, we had went to the ATM. Now he remembers, he said it was like eight dollars in there, but I remember zero zero zero. I, I thought I just seen red, you guys. And I never forget at that ATM, I still remember it like it was today. I said, Lord, if you get us out of this, I will never, never take my tithe and pay another bill. You will get yours first. And you guys, when I tell you within that week that I knew that God heard my prayer and how sincere I was when I said it. Thank you, Lord. It seemed like that week, people were calling out of the woodwork wanting to make sure we were fed. And I didn't tell anybody. Had groceries delivered to my door. Didn't tell anybody. 
So I want to encourage you. I know sometimes you feel like, well, the phone stopped ringing. The saints are not calling. You know, nobody is is reaching out. Nobody has asked how I was doing. But you have a father in heaven who watches and looks and sees what you are doing. And he hears you. He hears you. Try not to get emotional. And I hope you guys still understand me. And with everything that's going on, I know it looks crazy. I know that it looks glim. I I know it does. But God is still performing miracles. He is still coming to the aid of those who are hurting. He is still winning battles. He's still relevant to the times. I love how confident David was because even before then, he had to tell the camp, Saul's people, wait a minute. The Lord is on our side. Why are you afraid? You know, that's just like Peter walking on the water and he started sinking because he looked at what was around him and God reached out and Jesus reached out and said, oh, ye of little faith, where did you lose your faith? And I truly believe that in this time, in this season, the saints are getting weary. The saints are getting worried. But joy comes in the morning. You will win this thing. David had that much confidence to say, I'm going to cut your head off. You guys, we're going to cut depression off. We're going to cut doubts of faith off. We're going to cut fear off. Because why? It has no place. It has no place. If we know him and his nature well enough to step out in faith. Now notice I said in faith. Not on faith. In faith. You got to step in him. Step in him. You know, we got to get that thirst again. I'm reminded of, of the, the word of the Lord where, you know, he meets up with a Samaritan woman. And she's drawing water from Jacob's well. Jacob's well will never do. He said, if you drink from this water, you're going to thirst again. But I have water. I have that water, the living water, that you won't have to thirst no more. And she says, Lord, (laughs) well, at that time, of course, she didn't say Lord, but she said, you know, give me some of this, you know, give me some of this water that I don't have to thirst. And then when it was revealed to her who he was, that's where we have to come into. That's where we have to tap into. We have to see the revealing of God. So when you're going through something, he's about to reveal himself to you. Trust what you are going through is not to kill you, but to take up your stone, get your sling in your hand, and I want you to rev back and sling it hard as you can so when the word of the Lord goes out, 
it's going to sink in to what is about to be defeated. That rock sunk into his head. That rock sunk into his forehead. And it says, what was so powerful, it says, And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistines in the forehead, that the stone sunk into his forehead. And he fell upon his face to the ground. This day, your Goliath will fall. I hope that something was said. Um, Not a long Bible study, but definitely, you know, I would encourage you to read the whole chapter of 1 Samuel chapter 17. Read it entirety, you know, spend time with the Lord because and, and, and put, you know, if I were you, get you a note, get you a sticky note and you write down what has been your Goliath and you lay it in your Bible. You lay what has been trying to taunt you and you lay it in that scripture and you pray over that scripture and you watch it fall. You watch it fall. I truly believe that this is for somebody who's going through something, whether it's it's with depression, anxiety, fear, financial issues, doubts of faith, health problems, mind problems, mental problems, whatever it may be, your Goliath will fall. It will fall. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this day. For this is the day that you have made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we ask you right now that you will forgive us, God. Forgive us for all of our sins. Forgive us, God, for where we have fallen short, oh God, in trusting who you are in our life. Lord, forgive us, O Lord, for when we tried to go out and conquer the mountain ourselves. Lord, forgive us, O God, for slacking and, and, and being fearful of what you have put in front of us. But God, this day, we're commanding our Goliath to fall. This day, you got the victory, O Lord. God, we thank you right now for who you are in our lives. Lord, use us for the upbuilding of your kingdom, God, that somebody will see you in us, that they may cry out, who is this God that you're serving? What must I do to be saved? Allow us to be the salt of the earth. Lord Jesus, touch every home life, every married couple, every child. Oh, God, under the sound of my voice, God, even the ones who are struggling mentally, financially, God, even with mental problems, depression. Lord Jesus, you name it, you know it. God, I ask you right now, oh, God, Lord Jesus, that you will come in and take rest. Be the peace of our our unforsaken truth, oh, God. God, I ask you right now that you will be a mind regulator. Lord Jesus, 
you are a very present help in the time of trouble. God, we thank you right now for this is the day, God, that we will rejoice because our Goliath will fall. Lord, although we may not have seen it, although it may not have showed up, but God, we give your name all the praise, honor, and glory for you alone, oh God, are worthy to be praised. Lord, have your way in this situation. Help us to learn from this situation. And God, when we walk over this mountain, God, we're going to say, look at what the Lord has done. God, we thank you right now for who you are. Be with us over our job. God, where the enemy comes in like a flood. God, you raise up a standard. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, for being in our cars. Oh, God, for protecting us from going to and fro, oh, God. We thank you, oh, God, for going into grocery stores and seeing unseen places, oh, God, where the enemy is lurking, oh, God. We thank you, oh, God, for just being a, a present help, oh, God. We thank you, oh, God, for loving us in spite of ourselves. Now, God, have your way. God, give us a second wind. Breathe on us right now, God. Breathe. Holy Spirit, breathe right now on us. Lord, we love you. We thank you. And God, 99 and a half won't do, but we're going to continue to run on to see what the end is going to be. Have your way in us. And it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Until next time, have an awesome week. Thank you, Lord.